With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! We are running OG. That's right. Yep. Chris, Chris and Dan, we are the Uncle Puckers. Um, Bobby and Tony, we gave them the night off. We figured they weren't, they, they didn't, were complaining. They hadn't had much alone time lately. So yeah. we figured, you know what, you guys. It's time just, to reconnect. Exactly. So yeah. they're off. I don't know what they're doing. But uh, anyway, you got me and Dan tonight. So what's up, Dan? What is up? And, it, you know, it makes me think that since they're not here, this is close to a year. Since we started doing this, right? I mean, what when did we start? Game three, I think, last year? I think it was around there. I, I yeah. think we missed the first two, and I think we might have even tried to set up a show for one of it. Maybe ended up like talking into a speaking spell by accident or something and not even using a computer or some mistake. We definitely did have some uh, 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 road bumps in the beginning, no Technical doubt. Technical difficulties. Yeah. This is actually episode 101, as you can see all the fanfare really? of the 100th episode Woo! we did Tuesday. We didn't even mention Woo! it. No idea. No, I had no idea. And yeah. these are numbered. We should have noticed that. Yeah, no. But this is episode 101. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so we've been, uh, we've been doing it all right. And I think we have, you know, tripled our listenership. We're up to yeah. three now, which that's is That's awesome. pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's 300% growth. It's, and and by mom, next dad, thank you very much. <laughs> by next year, <laughs> we my sisters and your brothers to start listening. Yeah, Damn, we might get 12, 13 people possibly. So what do you want to talk about tonight, Dan? We got a game against the Rangers that we got discussed. There's a couple of things going on with that I want to talk about. But what do sure, you got? Yeah. Well, I did want to bring up, we, we did get an email. And this is nice. Uh, it's, lo- it's lovely to get emails from fans. Uh, this is from one Garrett V, we'll call him. Uh, Hi, Garrett. That is his name, Garrett V, yeah. And he says, hey, Puckers, random fun question for you. If you could pick a new location for a new fancy stadium, for the Devils, and it could be anywhere in the state except Newark or the Meadowlands, right? Okay. Where would you put it? And then he gives his uh, suggestion. I'm thinking Asbury Park. Give me a reason to hang out there year-round. Uh, but what do you guys think? So, um, yeah. It's definitely a, a, a good question because it I'll is. be honest with you. As much as I like the stadium, I hate that it's in Newark. Now, I hated the old stadium, but I actually liked that there was a parking lot. I wasn't a fan of it being in the swamps of the Meadowlands. But I mean, do you miss anything about that old building except for the parking lot experience? I can't think of anything. Seats. Okay. All right. I had kind of forgotten about that. <laughs> that's that's about it. And now the new arena is really nice. But, you know, Garrett brings up actually – Asbury is not a terrible idea. Um, right. I do think having a stadium in Asbury would be awesome because there is – Asbury has kind of gotten through, you know, the gentrification over the last decade. There is a lot of new businesses there. Cookman Avenue is a lot of fun, a lot of cool yeah. restaurants and bars. I don't know where you put the stadium. Maybe you tear down, you know, the old yeah. casino or whatever and you – you put it there. Oh, um, no, you can't tear down those old. They got three old buildings. Anybody who's been to Asbury Park knows they got three really old buildings, right? There's the casino, the arcade, the carousel. Yeah. And I think one of them closed right now where you used to be able to walk through this demolished old building that is like barely standing. And now it's so unsafe. You have to walk around it. 
but it is so cool. It's old. It's right next to that steam plant place. Yeah, I that's mean, the casino, that's like history. Right? I can't get rid of that shit. Could you build in it or around it or well, near it? What about it? Convention Maybe. Hall? Convention Hall's a shit show. Right, it really is. Yeah. Why can't um, we tear that down? That is also an old building. That's completely closed. Been closed for a long mm-hmm. time, as far as I know. Um, yeah, but even then, okay, let's talk about that geography along the shore. Now, do we? First of all, I don't think there's any NHL stadiums that are that close. There's some near the rivers, right? Uh, I guess we got what Pittsburgh. You got yeah, right, Pitts- kind of right there, plays near the yeah, right by the river. Right. Uh, and I'm sure there's a few others, but that close. To be literally uh, within a stone's throw of the ocean, that's, like, really close. Yeah, after Hurricane Sandy, I would think that's probably a terrible idea now. Um, And then the parking, man, I'm worried about that. I feel like if you're going to go to Asbury, if you're going to commit to it, you're coming inland. You know, you're coming inland a few blocks, maybe several blocks, Yeah, uh, at least for the parking experience. I mean, you got that whole Stone Pony area that's one block off. That's only one block, though. Right, and there's, like, limited parking there. Uh, and where would you even put the stadium? Um, you know, that's that is one thing. Now, I I do like the idea. Now, I love the idea of it being more central Jersey as opposed to northern Jersey. Absolutely right. There is a central um, Jersey. It's a thing now. People yeah. are finally acknowledge that there is a central Jersey. Uh, and I think it would be awesome to be able to. You know what? Make the people that the Devil fans from up north actually have to drive. Like we're always the ones fucking commuting. Yeah. Um, you know, right. make them there's come been down. a reason for that. There's been more yeah. of them. And, but on the other hand, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you live in Bloomfield, how far is it to get to, you know, the stadium versus if you live down in Waretown, right? right? But, you know, if you build it, will they come is the question, right? And well, I mean, the train does roll right though? through Asbury. So that's, uh, Asbury would be Asbury. I like the location of Asbury logistically. Does it work? Probably not. Like as far as yeah. it just being a central location, I but do But like, like for the that. sake of argument, just getting it in a central location, I'm with you, right? It'd be yeah, cool. But where and where I'm, else would you go? Okay. Yeah. That is a tough call. And I kind of remember thinking about this and, as far as like having space and being central, you know, uh, could we go to somewhere like Freehold? I guess so. It's honestly Freehold's kind of dull. It's got like a little bit of a downtown area, but it's very small. Nobody's uh, I kind of like play Red for Bank. The Devils if you're in Freehold. You well, know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 still. I mean, like it's the central Jersey living uh, advantages. You know, you got the shore. Now, hockey players do want to be near the cities too. And you're still not that far. I mean, it's a slightly longer ride to get into the city. So yeah. I don't know how many players will be like, no, nah, I'm not going to go into the city tonight. Maybe sometimes they, they would. I, I You make a good point. But then with the fans, I, I'm on two minds. Number one, you got North Jersey fans who maybe some of them are like, if they would answer you honestly, like, oh, if I come closer to Rangers for games, I would be a Ranger fan. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, if they're true fans, they probably would come just like the true fans from Central Jersey go up there now. Right. Um, and you might even get more true fans because we all know that being that close to New York, it's not a, a mystery why we get so many Ranger fans sure. at our game. It's because it's right there. And so I sometimes wonder if we would end up with less of an away crowd at our home games if we were in Central Jersey, you know. Um, and you, you don't want to go South Jersey because really you are – more yeah, flyer then, territory yeah, there. Then you're in flyer. You have the same problem uh, that you do being up north Jersey. Maybe I, central Jersey's where it's at, but where? I mean, I would think you would have to probably slap it if you were going to stick with that central Jersey idea. Like Red Bank would be the furthest north, and like Tom's River area would be the furthest south, right? Like somewhere in. But I would think more yeah. Monmouth County than Ocean County, just because Ocean County is a bit of a shit shithole. Even but, if you went up north as far as like maybe Woodbridge, I know you're getting closer up there, yeah, but you're, you're still on the close. side of the Driscoll Bridge. You're south of that that bridge, and you might have uh, you know a shot at you know claiming that's central jersey at that point you know south i mean do you have the art center in homedale if you went that way Uh, what about putting it along the parkway to some extent i mean that makes a certain amount of sense like like you said the garden state art center yeah whatever they're calling it today i mean could you convert that area that's like what is that exit 117 thereabouts no it's Uh, 109 red bank Oh, yeah, you're right. It's like 117. You're right. Whatever. You know, the point is it's south of the 127 Turnpike area. Right. It's a central Jersey thing. 
being on the parkway, it's kind of accessible from everywhere. You know, like I don't think these people who are going to the stadium now are going to be like, I just too far. I don't want to go. And I think you might pick up a lot of people who don't want to cross that Driscoll bridge, go on the turnpike and all that other shit. Um, you know, it's kind of a nice run for them. Um, it's, it's tempting. I remember when they were talking about going to Newark, just kind of pulling for that, but knowing it was never going to happen. Well, before you're talking about the Hoboken thing now, Oh, well, that, there's yeah. that, too. That's well, a well I thought that's story. what you were talking about. No, before, no, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're for right. younger Devil fans that might not know, Dr. John McMullen, who was the uh, owner of the Devils when he brought them here from Colorado, um, he had, uh, before he sold the team, entire plans when we were still in the Meadowlands to move the team and build a stadium in Hoboken. And they actually had the plans were available for like people to see. And it was oh, just yeah. right along the riverfront. It was this huge project and it was going to be like an 18,000 seat arena right next to the train station in Hoboken, which would have been awesome because Hoboken for anybody that hasn't been there, it is a great little city. It's a lot of fun. A, a lot, lot of, of stuff players, to do there. A lot of bars, everything. Yeah, a lot of bars, a lot of good restaurants, um, mm-hmm. a lot of good shops. Uh, the, the, a lot of the players live in that area, Weehawk in Jersey City, right. Hoboken. That's where they live. Hear people complaining about parking. I guess that was going to be an issue too. I don't know that if that was, was a big reason that why it, it. That's yeah. a big reason why it didn't happen. Now, I mean, if you're going to take enough enough space to build out a stadium, I'm sure like you can figure something out for a parking garage. But you know, I mean, and, they did oh, Newark, right? I mean, how yeah. many people don't park in that? big garage or at least those couple lots right nearby hard to imagine you couldn't do that in hoboken and i don't know what i don't know i don't i think the problem with the hoboken thing was uh if if i remember correctly i could be wrong if somebody else knows the actual reason if i'm wrong please let us know but uh was because the town is only one square mile it's a very small little town and then if you're going to you know, 42 nights a year, 41 nights a year, pack 20,000 people into that area, it's going to be really congested and it could end up being a bit of a shit show. But as far I mean, as if you take the turnpike, that 14 ABC, mm-hmm. that whole stretch to get to Hoboken, it is uh, a very packed shit. You're show, always you know? in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Jersey City, Hoboken, those, you know, you, you, as you climb up there, it gets so much more crowded than even, uh, you know, the Meadowlands were or or even Newark, I'm going to say, like, I mean, the I'm, traffic that it's going around it, you know, not destined for Newark, it thins out a little bit. It is a good thing as far as being able to take the train. So that is, you know, at least you you don't have to drive in. You could do the same thing with sure. Newark now. Absolutely. But I, I always like the idea of Hoboken because it's a much cooler city um, where you have Newark. I guess it makes sense that it's in Newark. Uh, I don't particularly like going up there. Um, you know, I prefer like the ride's talk- not great. No, the yeah. ride's not great. It's you know, actually, I think a little sucks. worse than Meadowlands for people coming from, uh, Ocean County area, in my opinion. The Meadowlands is straight run, you know, yeah. you get to the parkway, get to the turnpike, get off at 16 W you're there. And, uh, you know, you, you always had parking, uh, you, they had a huge lot around it. I mean, there was nothing else there. So yeah, it was all parking. Um, in Newark, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. I'm not a giant fan of going up there. I, I mean, I, they're in Newark now. They're not going anywhere, but I do like the question. Yeah, this is and an idle where, question. They're not moving for a where while. Where else could you possibly go that would want to? That would be you know close enough for to get because a big reason why these young guys like playing here and living here is because they live in Jersey City. They're a fucking ten right. minute ride to the city. They have right. Hoboken, Jersey City, which are fun towns to go party in, and then you you can hop in your car and you know. 45 minutes an hour tops and you're at the beach. I mean, and you're, you know, so it does have a lot to offer, but for us personally, I would really like the stadium to be more central Jersey. I just think that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could, and I could see how it, it could work out for the team, for the state uh, to be in central Jersey. I think it's not insurmountable to move the players a little further from the New York city experience. I think they're still pretty close. I think it would actually work out and I think it would never, ever happen. Uh, I just think in the end, you know, like that's where people make big money decisions. They always defer to North Jersey on these yeah. things as a safer bet because, now, you know, it's, it's proven that you kind of pretty much know what you're going to get. We've had a track record up in North Jersey and there's, you know, unknowns in central Jersey. I think they would work out, but I bet you money people would not want to take that chance. No, not when you know up in the Northern Jersey area, you're getting that overflow of New York too. So you have a lot yeah. of, you know, you have a lot of extra money coming in. Um, also concerts and things like yeah. that. You got to look at making money 
money for the facility the whole around, thing. Yeah. And it, it, I would guess it's it maybe is more challenging to do that. Central Jersey, you know. Now, how about this? Concerts, okay. How about this? Since we're not getting the devils down here, mm-hmm. why don't we get the comets out of Utica and move them down here? That is a great question. I mean, uh, first of all, I would love to have some minor league hockey we can get to. And the Devils affiliate, why not? I mean, is there a real advantage to being up there? I mean, We've always the had our, our affiliates Utica have always been in Albany. upstate New York. Yeah, why? What What are we getting out of that? Um, maybe it's a little easier to draw coaches and, um, you know, other personnel and staff players. I can't imagine it's, it's a plus or minus to them to be up that area. I don't think they – would care. I think they prefer to be, you know, so much more closer to the cities. Even Central Jersey is way closer to anything yeah. fun, anything I mean, at all fun. We had Jim Dowd on the show, and he, you know, said yeah. Utica, Utica is a shithole. Like, you he know, said, he's like, yeah. he's, I remember he said Utica. You know, guys, you ever been to Utica? <laughs> you know, like that I think was he was exactly the context what he said. Her Brooks being up there and why he only stayed one year. Right, fuck all to do. You know, so. But, uh, you know, why not build, uh, you know, we have the Lakewood Blue Claws. Uh, why not take an area over there and build a 5,000, 6,000 seat arena and throw a minor league hockey team there? And if it was a Devils affiliate, even better, because um, uh, they would draw. I think that they would yeah. draw. Um, I know. I think I would like them closer to Parkway than Lakewood. Lakewood uh, depends where. But if you go to that arena these days, that whole area. It's got way too much traffic. Yeah, it's it's, it's unbelievable. It's it's not like it used to be in that area. So, I would probably okay if you really try to get you know people in and out of that place and everything. Because I've been at a Blue Claws game and it, and it lets out and like you know it's, it should be a twenty minute ride to my house, but it's like uh, forty five yeah. minutes and, and half of it's getting out of the uh, first. It's two not yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. And yeah. uh, but but if you if you could find something in this area in the central jersey area and put a minor league hockey club there that would be awesome to check out i think it would be i think yeah. it would be i don't see what the downside is i hope they're listening and uh they follow through with this great uh, idea we've thrown their way yeah i mean Percy hopefully by guarantee yeah by next season we're we're going to uh comet games in uh homedale new As- jersey maybe asbury. asbury park exactly asbury's a little bit right off the parkway i'm gonna be honest you have to take that you know, trek it east, and it's kind of crowded through that area. But um, yeah, it would be worth it because Asbury is a cool city. Yeah, it is. It is. That's an excellent question, Gary. Thank you so much for throwing it our way. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, that would be awesome to actually have. I actually thought they were building this huge building in Lakewood, like maybe half a mile, uh, I guess, south of the Blue Claw Stadium. Turns out and, it was for storage. Yeah. It, it turned out. Oh, really? I was just joking. I don't know if it was storage, but if you're coming like up New Hampshire towards the the stadium, and it's right. on the right hand side, like right, right after you cross over seventy, and it's a huge building. I mean, oh it's yeah, like the size of a about. fucking five thousand seat arena. Yeah. And um and and at first when it was being built, that was kind of what we thought. Is all before the internet and stuff. Like, are they building a fucking rink here? Like, what's going? It, it yep. looked like it. It ended up that I don't know what it is. It's probably half empty and, you know, storage or whatever, but uh, office space. But the thing is, is gigantic. Um, And I thought that that's what they were going to put there. Um, Little. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, that whole New Hampshire Avenue has got two sports going and it's a real happening place. Yeah. All they need is a couple of cool restaurants and a bar. That ain't never going to happen. Anybody in this area can tell you that's not going to happen. Asbury is a good spot to put a 5,000 seat arena. I, think. I love it. And I then, it. you know, you already have tons of bands that play the Stone Pony, that play, you know, yeah. uh, you know, all these different clubs and bars out there when Stone Pony has their summer stage. I mean, how many people do you think? 2,000 they fit there, you think, during the summer you know, stage? It just, just made me realize who's going to be voting against this in the town councils. It's going to be Pony. the Stone Pony. They're going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. We, we, we are the only show in town. That's Unless right. they do some kind of partnership with them, and they're now they're making some big boy money, too, from a 5,000-seater room. You know, not you know, for nothing, cool. the Stone Pony, other than outside, if you go to see a show in the wintertime, I mean, it's a tiny it's place. I mean, it's a, it's a tiny bar. little bar. And, it's cool. You know, I, I love going to it, but it's not a uh, it's, it's not a little shithole. Yep, no. And, maybe, they, the, maybe they would like that if they got a piece of it or something. Yeah, because I mean, out. in the wintertime, you can have <laughs> bigger shows there. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's. I think we should jump on that, Dan. I think that should be our next venture. We need to... Uh, 
We need to start this thing up. Have my people call their people. Let's I think a GoFundMe page would be a great way to start this. Um, okay. So yeah, sure. I I would figure we have to build buy the land, build the arena, buy yep. a team. I'll take so cash or think? checks either way. What do you think? We we start with like a hundred million for the GoFundMe. I think that's a good goal to start at okay. least breaking ground a little bit somewhere. Yeah, so. at least we could start it right. Guys, get us a hundred million. We're going to make this happen. Yeah, you know. Eventually. I think we should. You know, if we have that by hopefully by the end of the, the hockey season, we'll be in good shape, and we can. I was get hoping rolling. by game three, where we uh, game we three of this year. For, yeah. What, what about <laughs> our plans for that? What are we doing new this year? Well, new this year. Uh, well, it's actually we are going to start doing our live streams and things. So uh, on Friday, a week from tomorrow, we're taping this on Thursday evening. A week from tomorrow, which is the game against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, game two, we will be live streaming directly after the game. That's Friday so, the thirteenth. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. I mean, are you superstitious? Not at all. Okay, that's awesome. That's going to be our debut of the live stream, October I mean, Friday the thirteenth. I don't need it to be Friday the thirteenth to know that somehow, some way, the live stream will get, especially the first one, completely fucked up. But oh, you I, were worried about like technical difficulty. I was thinking was like the game would be shit, or oh, I don't know. I wasn't even like thinking you break about your leg game. on the way here or something like you know. Or Jack Hughes breaks his leg, that would be even worse. Well, let me ask you this: Would you rather Jack Hughes break his leg or you break your own leg? If me break that my choice, own leg. You would take the break just like that. I, you didn't even think about it. Not even think about it. You kind of need your legs to work. Uh, I do. Right? I do, okay. but I can function. I can I can definitely okay. still work. It would just be very difficult, but at least Jack is healthy and the team is going to, you know, go on a push. That's it. What if you had to break two legs to keep Jack's one leg from Jack getting broken? Jack can fucking eat shit at that point. Go, <gasps> really? Break well, I guess legs. you're not a real fan then. Uh, you not know. at all. Well, I was going to work you? my way up to would having you, break, you commit suicide. Would you break a leg Jack, over, over Jack? No. No? No. Oh, uh, it, especially um, a femur. That supposedly right. is the worst pain that you can have besides a childbirth or I don't know what. Right, how about That's what this? everybody says. How about this? You okay. break your femur or <sighs> right. Jack destroys his leg in a horrible accident and can never play hockey again. Um, I really like my femur in one piece. You know, I hate to More be. More than Jack? Yeah, I mean, really, you call I can't yourself use a fan. his body to get around. I need to use mine. But it's it's a it's a sorry, moment Jack. in time that you will be laid up. You know what? Six months. So in oh. those six months, you hang around the house, get addicted to painkillers, go down a dark road, um, and probably end up dead by fifty. But right, Jack's all right. Now you sweeten the deal for me. Okay. Maybe they win the I cup. Check out by fifty. I might just want to do this. Um, yeah, no, I, you wouldn't want some lingering stuff with this joint where every, the rest of your life, however long it is, especially if you live past fifty. Every time it gets, you know, rainy weather, you think of how much you hate Jack Hughes and his two good legs. Well, you know, the, for the worst rest would be that. Why did I make the trade off? You go and do that, and right. then as soon as Jack gets a chance to bail. He's out of yeah. Jersey and he goes takes his healthy legs, legs, takes his healthy legs and goes and win a cup in Toronto and scores yeah. on us constantly. He becomes a New York Ranger. No, I'm oh. sorry. There's always a possibility that an athlete that you consider your guy might turn code on you. And I can't risk uh, achy, breaky femurs for these Isn't players. Sorry. It is. Don't it's uh, it's Molly femur. Cyrus, I think. My it's achy, breaky femur. Right. I will say this. Jack Hughes will never play for the New York Rangers. I think that's the safest bet as you can make of any player. I'll tell yeah. you that. I think it's the safest call of any NHL player to say that. But it's not 100%. No. You but I believe that Jack Hughes hates the New York Rangers as much as we do. Oh, I think you're right. And that's probably very accurate today. But you know what? Sometimes things are – look, put it this way. When – Patrick Waugh won a cup with Montreal that year. Do you think they thought he would ever leave the way he did? Not the way he left. Definitely not. Um, yeah. So it's question. always possible. Well, how about it's this? Did Boston ever think that Ray Bork would ever leave? But here's the thing. I'm not saying Jack Hughes will never leave. I'm saying Jack Hughes will never play for the Rangers. Yeah, I think he has more class than that. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely 
see that as the safest bet in an NHL of any like player. I, I get it. Shit happens. This is also business as much as we right. love this. You know, I mean, eight years from now, six years from now, our conversations about this team are probably going to be very different. They're probably going to be, you know, who are we cutting? Who are we doing? You know, we're in salary cap hell and we turn into the Tampa Bay Lightning, which if we right. pulled two cups out of it, I'll be more than happy. Oh, yeah. That's Tampa Bay Lightning is a good model that you'd be more than satisfied with. It's awesome to think that we're looking at maybe aiming higher. This is sick. Well, I'll tell you, they, they Tampa does have a ton of problems right now. But oh yeah, the trajectory, big boss. Yeah, he's he's out. Um, even though the kid that came in, Johansson, I believe, is the guy who's backing him up. Uh, he's uh, I think two two shutouts in a row in the preseason. So. You know, I had them getting second in the Atlantic division. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. It depends totally how they do without Vasilevsky. I mean, he is by far uh, their best player out there. And he Um, he had a lot of games. uh, Some teams rode their goalie less than than Tampa did. Yeah, not many. I mean, what, 65, 70 starts almost? Right. Uh, That's what I mean. He had had quite a few starts, so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a loss that's felt. It wasn't like he was just playing, you know, and waiting for the playoffs and just playing half the games or something. You know, they're saying maybe 30 games that he's out. Uh, yeah, but that's no guarantee that he's going to be Andre Vasilevsky when he comes back. You know what I mean? Like, it might true. take I, a little while to get, but you're talking about a back injury. It's not really something that you fuck around with or come back. And it's you're... tough to know where that's going to end yeah. up. You know, it's possible that he loses something from it. On the other hand, I think we were talking about his age. A couple shows ago, and I was actually surprised that he's as young as he is. Um, yeah, he's twenty nine. Yeah, so he's he's still got a shot to come back without problems. But uh, you know, it does get away from you all of a sudden. Everything's great till it's not. I mean, great mm-hmm. example. Speaking of Jonathan Quick, he's. It looks like he's you know between the quick and the dead. He, his career is dead. He's I mean, cooked. I'm just going on this preseason. He might get a chance to show himself uh, and uh, show all of us wrong on that, but. You know, with the Rangers, he did not look strong in the preseason, and he definitely did not the other night against the Devils. You know, the the Rangers need a good backup. Um, you can't have, uh, you know, Shesterkin play every game. He, right. quick, they did, I just read that they brought somebody in, I think yesterday or today maybe, uh, another goalie. So I'm not sure. I mean, don't be shocked if they're really on the fence right now about what they're going to do with Jonathan Quick. I mean, it drew a lot like, of attention. The New York Post was n- noticing how, Quick did not look like so his this, former self. Is it possible this uh, dude ends up on waivers sometimes next next week or before I, next I week? I don't know what their plan is. Now, who's this guy they brought in? Because I was unaware I of this. Look. Um, I got to check That's it out. That's all right. And then Just we some uh, schmo from uh, Farm System? Or you mean they went out right and got somebody? Um, I don't think they got somebody unless they, unless they picked him up on waivers. Um. Uh, this is all about Shostak in here. Uh, if they're really hard up, I will play for them. Uh, one condition: I will throw every game against the Devils as if I had a chance. <laughs> they, uh, I got to find it. But you know, last night's game, uh, you know, we played. It was a I, we all screwed up. We said it was the last uh, preseason game. We didn't realize that they have the Islanders tomorrow night. I was just getting way too excited for the start of the season, so I was rushing I know. the preseason. Just you know, until we started, I thought we were had a, a uh, undefeated thing, and yeah, uh, now it's I only mean, undefeated so far. So we'll see. So far, we are we are six and zero. We were playing the one four and zero New York Rangers. Um, who I'm yeah. sorry, they had. I know they had most of their team out there, but I don't. If I'm a Ranger fan, I'm not feeling so great going no. into this season. And I'm thanking my stars that we have Sisterkin and praying to whoever it is you pray to that he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, so we beat them 5-2, to two, uh, 21 shots uh, for the Rangers, 19 for us. Rangers got us on hits, 26-18. But I did notice, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Kevin yeah. Ball was throwing his body around, and that oh, fourth yeah. line was trying to pretty much hit anything that moves. I was really impressed with the physicality of the game, and I was actually this a looks surprised. like so much more physical team than last year. They look like Already. a completely different team. I know. Um, you know the 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 Hughes Brat line is just going to be stupid this year. If they stay healthy, that team uh, and the sky's the limit. I can't even imagine what those numbers can be that they could put up. It's it's scary. It really is scary. 
And, you know, I thought the Heischer line played, you know, again, hard working, just doing their thing. They're going to get theirs. They're a really tough one, uh, line to play against. Uh, Meyer played, I thought, a very good game. I thought Heischer played a really good game. And I thought Holtz, you know, he was out of position a couple of times that you come. But he'll, he's, his skating has gotten better. I like the fact that they're protecting him. Uh, and then I'll say that uh, we are probably in the maybe – top five best third lines in the league. With- I think that's going to make the biggest difference this season is that third line is so strong. It's better than most teams second line and better than many teams first line. I mean, it's For a sure. crazy good line. You know, that's very true. If you went up to, you know, Anaheim right now and said, uh, you know, your second line is going to be uh, Palat, Hala and, and Mercer, they'd probably take it. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a great third line. And then the fourth line, they had um, McLeod out there with Nosek and Lazar. And I really like Curtis Lazar's game. I like yes. what he brings. Uh, yes. Nosek has kind of seemed invisible so far. Right. Um, uh, I don't know exactly where, you know, how that's how he's going to fit in. Uh, it looks like we- he's trying to find his legs, but you just wonder, like, is is he going to find his game to where he's a force? Because he does he does seem kind of inconsequential. I didn't see any glaring mistakes, right? So that was a plus. You look at it that way, you know. But and it's kind of like maybe unfair. Like, did he change the whole game at any point? No. But I do like those two veterans on that fourth line. I just I did, what they yes. bring. I, I think is an intangible that we didn't have last year, especially when. The season starts coming to an end. Things are tightening up. People are getting ready for the playoffs and then into the playoffs. I do think you're not going to get a lot of offensive production, but that's fine. Um, you know, not you're, you're not expecting it from the fourth line. But come playoff time, you do want them to be able to shut teams down and you want them to be able to contribute right. with the odd goal here and there. That right. really does help the team. Uh, but do you thought, think like it's going to be a drop off as far as fourth line production compared to last year? Because I was thinking, might be. Well, I also think it depends. I mean, when Nate ba- Nate Bastion is he going to be ready to play in the the you know home, yeah. the home opener? Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to. I would probably think that the starting lineup, if Bastion is healthy and ready to play, that fourth line for next Thursday, I would get McLeod, Lazar, Bastion. I would think is will probably be that. Um, if Bastion's not, I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm sure it, they played their basically their starting their main starters last night. So, right. are they going to play those main starters again tomorrow against the Islanders, or is tomorrow going to be really let's get our final look at a couple of guys? I mean, I sure. I fully expect yeah. Simone Nemich to be in that game. Uh, right. I expect uh, Foot to be in that game, and I expect Thompson to be in that game. I expect Graham Clark to be in that game. So it's the last shot for some of them. Yeah, and I think that they have some big decisions, like we talked about on the last show. Thompson and Foot, what are you going to do? Yeah. There are going to be a lot of good players from a lot of teams going on waivers over the course of the next week, and I don't feel good about the possibility of losing those two because I do think that the they can definitely chip in uh, and they can be a part of this team uh, this right. year. So I, I hope that they can find a way that they keep them. Um, and you know, we read the article that Jonathan Bailey wrote. Uh, it was a yeah, good article, and you was. know, he did he did say with Bash if Bastion ended up on the IR that IR. they would have the room for it, but for three weeks or whatever. Yeah, I don't know that permanent solution. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, and and you know, you are you going to move Nosek? I mean, you signed him you this summer. Got you know? him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to move him, but they do have that. That's one issue and one. I don't consider that a problem. Maybe you should, you know, like if you really like what you see at a Tice Thompson, uh, Nolan Foote this year, as well as into the future, how do you hold on to a guy that you just went and got that you don't think is panning out? It's tough, though. You only gave him six games, seven games. It does seem seem like it's a fucking damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. Um, You know, luckily we do or we are talking about four guys that, I think everybody likes and wants on this team. It just, right. you know, it's not like we're sitting here calling for the head of somebody, which would be a problem. We're calling be, for... In some ways it'd be easier, you know, like, yeah, oh, definitely. It would. This, it would. This is actually tough, man. If you had to be the guy making this call, oh, and, I don't know, Thomas Gerald, uh, I don't know how you do it. You know, not to mention like you drafted Thompson, you traded for foot, you have put time, money, energy 
and, and you know, man hours into their development, they're homegrown, it's very difficult to say goodbye to them. Uh, you believe that they have a future with this team. I, I've seen enough from both of those guys, um, you know, Thompson mostly this preseason and Foot mostly when he was with the team for the few games last year. I don't think he's had a, a very memorable preseason uh, so right. far. But we know he's a good player and he's a big guy. He can skate, he can hit, and he's got a good shot. Um, Tyce Thompson, I'm really excited to see. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if the if like I said, if the genes are anything like his brothers, man, this guy's you know can be a heck of a player. So right. it's a tough it's a tough spot. It really is. And you know, so so tomorrow night's going to be interesting. It is going to kind of be the last go around for some of these guys to really try and impress. Yeah. Um, the faceoffs uh, won last night. The Rangers won twenty six. We won twenty two. Power play opportunities. Rangers had four. We had five. And this is where it gets sexy. Power play goals. Rangers had one. We had three. Right now, our power play is clicking. I believe at close to fifty percent, which is insane. Uh, In that game, at one point until they got the fifth power play, they were three for four. Yeah, which is sick. Like that, that's not a percentage you expect to keep up or to even really attain in too many games a year. Oh. That's a, that's amazing to be three for four in your power play at any point in a game, uh, at any point in the season. But, um, yeah. Wow. What a great power play. I just uh, hope it continues on like that because that's well, a significant ask- upgrade. Like the power play last year was sketchy, right? It was sketchy. I think we were 19th in the league. Um, it but yeah, sometimes so- other times you just couldn't, it would bring your game down. You know, yeah, we just, would hate, and, and also one of our big Achilles heel on the power play was giving up shorthanded goals. We were yes. doing it all the time. Uh, you know, there were times where you, we would actually we've discussed the fact. Wouldn't it be great if you can actually, de- like, um, decline, you know, decline, yeah, the decline the penalty? Yeah, uh, that was exactly. where, Yeah, we'll just decline it and uh, yeah, Absolutely. go back to five on five. Because uh, there were times last year I, I would have definitely pulled that move if it existed. For sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's a great way not to give up a shorthanded goal, which is it's to go out and score one pretty yeah. quickly, and which is what, what they, they did. did three out of four times, three out of five times. You know, you know amazing. Edmonton Oilers' power play last year was the best all-time in the history of the NHL. They were clicking right. at, like, I think 31 32%, some ridiculous uh, number. And we know going into this season that the Edmonton Oilers' power play is going to be outstanding again this year. Um, sure. You know, it's Connor McDavid. Plain and yeah, simple. Him and Leon Drysaddle, probably yeah. the two best players. Definitely the, the two best of, duo. Best duo, let's say. Well, I'll say Connor McDavid right now is the best person, the best player on the planet. Yeah. I think. And then you there's, put the two of them together. Is there yeah. a better duo? And, no, there's not. And and Leon Drysaddle is in the top five, uh, top three, maybe greatest players right now. So yeah. you're talking. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you can even make an argument that they are one two at this yeah. moment right now. They're fucking good. Um, but my question, so we know that that Edmonton's power play is going to be really good. Can the devils hang this year with the Edmonton power play? Like what, what you've seen, can they be, I'm not talking 31, 32%, but can they be maybe the second best in the league? I think there's no way you could count them out with this preseason performance. Now, Everything we're talking about, you have to temper with the word preseason because preseason sure. doesn't mean shit. And once we start the regular season, it may totally change. Uh, hard to see that, though, right now. really is. Sorry. This is the most amazing uh, preseason power play percentage that I remember them ever having. No. And if they were to keep up at half this rate, you would be putting them in the conversation for the best power play in the in the league. Definitely. It, it, and that's at half the rate they're running now. This is an unsustainable rate. Sure, uh, running close to fifty yeah. percent. Well, last it's night, just, I mean, last night's power play percentage was sixty percent. Like you're not going to score. You know, that's just no. exactly. Um, that's not going to remain that high. Uh, but you know, half of their average right now would be in the mid twenties, and that is a sick a fantastic. number. Fantastic. Yeah, really close to that Edmonton rate. Yeah. of you, that you, set if, NHL record last year. Yeah, I mean, if they can keep 25%, they definitely – I think they would be the second-best power play. Because I just think Edmonton's just – they're there already. They, You know what right. you're going to get. They're going to play arbitrarily them. cutting it in half for the sake of argument. Right. Maybe it doesn't get cut in half. Maybe, maybe it is as good. Maybe, maybe it's better. I mean, these maybes have to be entertained right now. Yeah, we haven't played they the do. Games. 
And it's, I mean, that first power play unit, um, you know, I know that, you know, they were, Spalding was going on. It's a 1A and it's a 1B. We have the Hughes power play. You have the Hamilton power play. That's it. Uh, the yeah. Hughes power it's, play. It's like it caught up in semantics. It yeah, exactly. The power play uh, with Luke Hughes quarterbacking that looked, I mean, this kid is going to be so freaking good. That goal they, just dinked off the post. It was just like, ding. What a beautiful it. shot. And, yeah. and now you, like, you know, we talked about it a million times, but now that you're able to actually see it, Hamilton on one uh, unit, yes. Luke Hughes with that shot on the other, on the first unit, whatever, however it plays out. But my goodness, man, they are going to be so freaking dangerous on the power play. And uh, imagine you just kill a, a team's a top. Uh, line for the power play and then they trot out another top line like yeah that. that's it i mean and, and and now you know you have to change your penalty killers out and these are the guys that, you know they were arguing about who who's got to cover which line because it's just it's too hard it's and too it, hard. It, it really it can it that is the way that you can completely annihilate teams is you know teams are going to and and then you also have to, to keep in mind the way that the devil played i mean they, they played they played uh really good last night i thought that as far as like the team defense goes keeping down the shots all sure. the stuff um you know v didn't have a lot of difficult work and think about this the way that they forecheck and the way that they possess and the way that they just do not allow you to get the puck. And they once they get into the offensive zone, it's, you know, they can hold on to it all day, all night. And if they spit it up and Jack's out there, he's just going to take it back from you. So, right. I mean, uh, it's really crazy. They can do all that. Well, when you're playing an undisciplined team, you're playing a, uh, you know, a Columbus, uh, you know, Montreal. What do they do in sure. those situations? They take oh, penalties. Absolutely. They're going yeah, to be I in mean, the box all night against a team this fast that drives them crazy. They're gonna. It, the speed's gonna make them hook and hold. Uh, the, they're gonna be frustrated on a visceral level and start exactly. taking penalty, uh, retaliation, uh, frustration penalties. The, the, yeah, the ceiling on the, where this team could possibly go is ridiculous. But before we go any further, hey Dan, uh, yeah, what what app do you use to get your uh, your your gambling sweat on on Sundays when well, you're watching it's, football? It's DraftKings. It is DraftKings, right? Yeah. Do you know why DraftKings that. is so awesome right now, Dan? Because I use it. Because Dan uses it. And That's new right. customers, unlike Dan, because he's been using it for years, right. can bet $5 right now and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Dan, you throw $5 down on any games and you can be a wiener. I'm going to start a new account. Just my name will be new user. And That's, it'll work you out. could do that. How about Joe Fano? Yeah, um, and and uh, all co- new customers right now can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Yeah, like they have like a no sweat bet for uh, you know on football. So if you bet ten dollars right. and you lose, you basically don't lose that ten dollars. You can still throw it onto another bet. Um, you know they have you get a uh, mulligan. You get a mulligan. Uh, yeah. So yeah, football is way more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up. This is the important part, guys. Sign up with code THPN because when nice. you put that in, then they know that you listen to the Hockey Podcast Network, and you know we all do a little bit better. So it's THPN, and really you get the good deal that way. If we if we made one cent off of this thing, we'd be doing better. Um, <laughs> crown is yours. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's the THPN is the key. Don't forget that yeah. DraftKings.com/THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftking.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Wow, that's a mouthful. I love doing them. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's good. You're doing great, Adam, too. I got to tell you. Thanks, There's man. There's no way I could get all that out. Well, you know, you have to read, and you know, I know that's I can't a struggle that. for you. Exactly. Yeah. I try to sound it out. It's hard. <laughs> be like, football, football, today, Junior. Exactly. <laughs> Reading problem? Call 8675309. That's my girlfriend's number. 
Yeah. Jenny. I tried to write that down one day just to see if I could write down, keep up with you. I did pretty good until I got to the CCP. And then I'm like, it's not the Soviet Union. It's the CCP. <laughs> and then you just lost track. How do I want to get in touch with them? I thought they closed up shop. And That's my Russia. favorite part. It's fun to say. CCPG.org. Oh. We both blocked nine shots last night. Uh, the Rangers had three takeaways. We had eight. Like I said, Jack, you know, and these guys, you know, they're just stripping you from the puck and they're turning yep. around the other way. And, you know, you get you, – you, if you don't have a concise one pass out of that neutral zone, the Devils are taking that puck from you. Uh, yep. Very rarely it's going to get in deep. And um, we had five giveaways. They had four. Other than that, um, 14,000 people in capacity last night. 85% of that building was filled for a preseason game against the Rangers. That's pretty That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this team, though, it's, it's really scary. And I'm really excited about seeing this team during the regular season because, like you said, man, that power play can be crazy. Teams are going to have to play a little bit more, um, you know, careful. You know, maybe they're not as loose because they're worried about, you know, hey, shit, last time we played them, they scored three power play goals on us. Um, yes. You know, I. so who are you most excited to see? this year other than anyone on the devils is there any player anybody that you just you know you're oh, just want, out there around the league yeah a team or a player that you're just really excited to check out i mean well, i think like everybody i'm always keeping one eye on the superstars like mcdavid we were just talking about him what is he going to do this year you know he's just amazing you know um there some of the guys who had a, a great rookie season last year um from dallas robertson you know uh, I, I really liked him a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, no one person in my mind. How about you? Well, I mean, Connor Bedard, I'm definitely on, you know. Oh yeah. Know. How could I forget that? Right. He's been having yeah. a great preseason and he looks, yeah, he looks so ready to just run with it. He's not going to have much adjustment time. Am I wrong for saying that? I mean, I don't he think looks like he knows exactly what to do. Yeah. I don't level. think that this guy is going to have any problems in the NHL. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see him do, you know, 70 to 80 points and that would be fantastic on account that he's playing on a really, really bad team. Uh, you know, I've heard people saying he'll have a hundred points. I don't know if you get a hundred points playing with those guys in Chicago right, right now. Uh, but uh, maybe, I mean, maybe if he scores a lot of shorthanded goals, because they're going to be like you were saying, yeah. they're going to be a frustrated team. They're going to be in a box a lot. That's going to hurt his, his ability to score if they're on a penalty kill a lot. You know, that's true. Um, but you know, he is amazing. I mean, he just. He looks so right. He looks like maybe he could have played in this league at 15. Yeah, I, I've never seen that <laughs> I mean, before. He's he just really, like so ready. Yeah, he really does. And so he and he opens up. Uh, that's going to be a fun game next Tuesday. I think that's Tuesday night is Pittsburgh um, Blackhawks. So we could see Sydney against uh, Bedard. So I like, well, you know, I'll check out Chicago. Like anytime that like if I'm getting ready for work and I have the TV on and uh, on the fly is on up in the you know, right hand corner, they tell you what's coming up. Like if I see Edmonton's coming up soon or like Dallas yeah. or Colorado or Boston, right. you know, like I definitely will stop to watch them to see where they are. How do you are think they're going to they package do. this game? They're going to be like Sid meet the kid kind of thing. Oh, like I what would you do if you were putting together a TV package as these guys are doing, they would do something a little douchey. Let's be yeah, honest. Right. I know national It'll, games. They're, they're maybe. breaking out some kind of like catchphrase almost for the game. I hope they don't do a catchphrase, but I can definitely see some, you know, video package about, you know, like yeah. the, you know, I don't, I know it's not like a master and apprentice type of thing. I'm not saying that. Like I'm saying like, well, uh, they chose like this a, game for a reason, right? You know, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like the, yeah. the old guard and the new guard and they'll, you know, they'll probably do some really stupid thing that shows them both at the end, you know, with a stupid smile on their face. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a, I don't like all the production of hockey. I don't like watching intermissions. I don't well, like the watching, fake invented yeah. drama. Yeah, you know exactly. that's just kind of silly sometimes. But it it does show up on TV, the national games all the time. You know, yeah, you well, see yeah. them you producing know, some kind of bullshit. That's but, going to be uh, a fun game. Um, yeah, yeah, because about. yeah, it really will. That will be fun to see. I mean, it's, I think Sidney Crosby was Bedard's idol. That's just that's going to be awesome. Um, yes. I think uh, Connor McDavid is just going to have another ridiculous years so that's going to be uh fun to watch uh i think i mean i know we're going to talk more about you know on the next show we're going to do our picks for like the final four and who we think is going to actually make it um i do have a team out west that i don't think anybody 
I haven't heard anybody pick, but I'm kind of checking them out, and I'm thinking, you know what, a year earlier, I'll tell you right now who it is, but a year earlier, they were a really good team, and they have a lot of those pieces again, and I'm going to say that the Western Conference Final, one of those teams that are going to be there is going to be the Calgary Flames. Nobody's talking about Calgary. I like that team. Uh, This time last year, everybody's talking about what a shit show it was for Calgary that they lost – uh, Johnny Gaudreau and a couple other big names. Kachuk, yeah, yeah, it's huge. And um, you know, and since then they did lose to Foley, so it's kind of a bold statement now after losing to Foley. Yeah. Why? What are you? Why are you so high on them? I'm just curious. I think that last year they had a lot of problems with Sutter. I think a lot of these guys like gave that. up. I think that Markstrom is going to bounce back and be one of the best goalies again. I, okay. I just, I look at. Calgary and they play, you know, Edmonton really tough and they play, uh, you know, the, all the top teams, you know, the Kings and the uh, Avalanche and the, the Stars, they, they play them tough. And I just do they think, have the scoring, though, do you, I mean, cause they I lost think, a lot of scoring over the last two years. Where is their scoring coming from? Did they add anybody new? Because I'm, I'm actually unaware. Well, I mean, they, they, they got, you know, um, when they got the uh, Jonathan Huberdeau from Florida, who had a really off year last year. I think Jonathan Huberdeau can score a lot of goals. Um, That's legit. I, that could happen. I think that Igor Sharangovich is going to uh, do well. Oh, yeah. How could I forget it? Yeah, Igor there. You know what? I really hope he does. You know, it Me was too. not he was not reaching his potential with New Jersey anymore. We saw it all last season. But I don't think anybody ever didn't think he had a great potential at one point. You know, and if you he know, was to reach it now, I'd be so happy for him. Elias Lindholm, you know, is going to, I think, have a great year. They're just, they're young, and I like them. And I, I think that they're going to really bounce back. And they missed the playoffs by one point last year, even without those guys and with Huberdeau having an off year. And I think Huberdeau gets back to where he needs to be. They have a new coach. They have a new kind of philosophy. I just like them to play up, uh, upset spoiler. I mean, listen, right. by Thanksgiving, get, they might be, like be out Florida. of it. But they could yeah. get in and be like Florida was in the East Coast last year. Yeah. That team that nobody really saw coming works hard and has a great identity and hits all on all cylinders right for the playoffs. Yes. I can yeah. see I, that being Calgary. Not crazy. And I'll tell you, this Eastern Conference is going to be crazy now that Tampa Bay's out. Because, I mean, going into this, I really have – I think it's safe to say that before – the injury, right? We had in the Atlantic division, if you ask most people, the three, right? They'd tell you, okay, yes. Toronto's going to win it. And Tampa's right. going to come in second. And yes. then, you know, maybe Florida, maybe Buffalo, maybe Boston takes that third spot. And you really, sure. you know, kind of there is that. But now with Tampa being hurt, with Toronto, I think Toronto has such a clear path right now to winning that division. I don't even know if it's going to yes. be close. I, I don't know if favorite. anybody can keep with them. No, not at this point. You can't see that. No, and, and so I think that from after Toronto, that Atlantic division is going to be a ton of fun. That's going to be awesome to watch because uh, yeah. I think those guys, it's a lot of good teams there. So I'm really looking forward. Actually, I'm just, I mean, just everything. I can just keep going about it. I'm looking forward to absolutely everything about this hockey season. I oh, love yeah, definitely. not There's knowing what's going to happen. a lot of dogfighting that's going to happen for positions around what's the league. What's Boston going to look like? Like, I'm dying to see what they look like this year. This kind of has been like a very tumultuous year to uh playoffs into an off season like it's a big shuffling right yeah. we don't uh some teams that have been rising continue to rise put the devils in that category uh, you know but it's there has been a lot of upsets of the, the and, old guard teams yeah and so, can you, know, you no longer the old guard the new guys coming up buffalo etc these guys are uh, exciting to you know look forward to them making that next step and, so and a lot can, of change yeah and can anybody i haven't heard anybody that can honestly sit there and tell you that they have a really good idea who's going to win the stanley cup this year it, it's it's crazy like i've never gone into a season that it was seriously this close there's usually one to maybe two teams that are just above that you just know they're gonna the kansas city chiefs of the nfl they're just a little bit better than everybody else it's right. really difficult to look at any, a lot of these teams. You have a lot of these upper it's league teams. It's not just teams, the top spot, too. I yeah. think if you ask most fans to pick the top 10 in the league, that's hard enough. That's going to look like more varied than usual. I think right. year to year, most people have a top 10 list that looks pretty similar to their other other fans out there. They're going to argue about a couple of them, but they're mostly going to have a very similar list. This year, I don't blame people from having 
10 totally different teams from each other. Yeah. You know, uh, there'll be a lot of variation out there. I mean, like we know Toronto, like we said, Toronto is going to, I think, going to run away with that division. But at the same time, I think that dogfight below them is going to be crazy. And Toronto is going to, I don't think, you know, they're going to have, they're up there with the Carolinas. And, you know, what are they going to do come playoff time? You know, there are the teams that you said, you know, are going to make the playoffs too. Like, you know, Toronto's in, you know, Carolina's in, you know, Colorado and and, uh, Las Vegas and Edmonton, you know, they're all in. Um, so what are they going to do? Is this the year for Edmonton? Does Connor McDavid finally get a cup? I mean, really, the, one right. of the most uh, the Toronto the biggest... finally broke the first round curse. Right? Do they go further this year? Exactly. I mean, you have we to actually have an all Canadian final, right? Toronto, Edmonton, right? Uh, Canadian dream. That can that is not a uh, a, a complete. Out of, out of this world, long shot at this point. Because they kind of deserve it. Yeah, because as much as I, of course, I want to see the Devils win. You know, sure. They no, do, this they always comes up. Uh, they're always too polite to make a giant deal about it, especially in front of the Americans. But it's a national shame, let's yeah. face it, that they can't get a Canadian uh, Stanley Cup finals or even just, you know, uh, with any kind of consistency. As, as, now, as why would they Canadian blame the Americans the just cup. because the, what? Why would they blame, because of the competition? I mean, because they can still um, go out and run their team the same as an American team. Well, they, they have some disadvantages, I think they would say. I've heard this argument that um, what the players want to play in some places that are, A, uh, more tax-friendly than some of their cities. Okay. And we have a lot of them here in the, in the United States. And B, um, you know, maybe it isn't butt-ass cold. And yeah, weather players might want to play in Phoenix and Miami and stuff like that. Um, so, you know... That's one thing that's going against the Canadians. Uh, but it's also know. crazy that those warm weather teams don't always, you know, they're not always in there either. Like you would think the best players would always be down there, you know? Like no. why Why but, but all the Canadian, best players look just at, play for Arizona? It's like the true. nicest place to play. <laughs> but if you're Canadian and you go, um, Vegas has been to the finals twice and won the cup once. Yeah. And this is their third year. Exactly. This sucks. It sucks to be an original six Canadian team. And it sucks to be a you know a Canadian team in general when this is what happens you know yeah you're right uh, I can uh, see yeah. how uh, with a little bit of national chip on your shoulder you could be bitching about it a little bit if you're a Canadian yeah I don't ever hear them bitch I'm not saying they do but uh, I think that it's they have be to. something yeah. going on oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, of course that burns their ass but then again as a player. You know, do I want to go play in Nevada where there's no state tax and the weather doesn't get below, yeah. you know, 80 degrees? There's beautiful women, casinos everywhere, mountains. It's a beautiful area. Or do I want to go play in Calgary where, you know. No, the taxing is huge. We're talking about gigantic contracts. And to be honest, here in New Jersey, we kind of suffer from that too yeah, a little do. bit. Um, there was talk of, you know, that's why maybe some players who went to other, maybe that was one a factor if you were Kachuk. And you were um, ever thinking about the doubles. That Maybe was that's the factor. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, you know what? I would like to keep another million dollars in my pocket um, with the tax differences or whatever it happens to be. Um, you know, I don't even – I'm not an accountant, and I won't play one on the on the podcast. But, uh, you know, I know it's a factor. People talk about it. Yeah. I'll tell you. I, I, but, yeah, there's a lot of storylines going on this year that I am super psyched about. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a wild one. Uh, it's – you know – we looked so forward to last season. Uh, we were talking about it as we started coming up with the show, uh, you know, throughout the summer, how crazy good this team could be. And I feel like that goes double this season. And oh, yeah. I would have told you last year, well, you might feel very strongly that this is a good team. If everything goes right, that's predictable. But there's no way you're going to feel twice as excited about next year, win, lose, or draw. It's going to be a known quantity. No, like they are different in so many positive ways that I'm even more excited to see the season yeah. uh, unfurl. You know? Even years after we've won cups uh, and so after some of our great years, I've never been this excited to start a season. It's just no. what this team, the the possibility of what this team could do this year is going to be a heck of a lot of fun to watch. All right. Quick question. If yeah. you are got to pick one guy to say, okay, it doesn't really work this way. We know we're looking at all the parts, making decisions for the whole team. But who won the training camp? Who was your training camp winner who had the best training camp? And you can define that however you want. Can we call him uh, Mr. Newark? Mr. Newark. Comes out of training camp. They become Mr. Newark. Oh, 
Okay, cool. I thought I was supposed to guess somebody who no. called Mr. Newark. No, no, no. This no, could no. be the like, title. Like this, this will be the title. Like every year we'll give you a Mr. Newark. The okay. best person coming out of training camp. Does there have to be any I, criteria? No. Are you envisioning an award, like an Oscar, like Mr. Yeah. Newark? Well, I'm gonna, it's, it's a whole show. It's in the whole entire award show. The Mr. Newark Award. Billy Crystal's hosting. Oh, that's it's great to see him come out again. I haven't seen Billy Crystal in years. He's coming out for dead. this. The other day I was wondering, is Billy Crystal dead? Because I haven't seen him in years now. You seriously didn't wonder that the other day. I did. Because it's exactly I why I brought it up. Because the other day I was at work and I, he popped in my head and I thought, is he, no shit. Is he, not, is he dead? That, right, because this is a long time to go without Billy Crystal in your he's life. He's not somewhere. dead. Good. Um, that's good news. Uh, I would like to see him again. So, um, so wait, but, yeah. so, but back to it. Who do I think? But only as Miracle Max. And that's the only way I want to ever see him appear again. What's Miracle Max? Miracle Max. Why do I not know what that is? The Princess Bride, dude. That was his name, huh? Miracle Max, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't remember that name. Yeah, he's only mostly dead. Mostly (laughs) dead. Um, I mean, Brat is the obvious answer, right? Five Humperdink, Humperdink, Humperdink. (laughs) Brat, yeah, sorry. Brat Brat won the preseason. He's Mr. Newark. I I mean, I'd like to think somebody who kind of came out of nowhere – but I do want to touch on something real quick before we uh, we finish up the show because sure. there is kind of one glaring thing right now with the Devils. And we'll, I'll go back to who I think had the best training camp. I would say probably Brat right now. But okay. we do have this open spot right now on the sixth uh, defensive spot. Right. And it's – I don't think any – I mean, Lindy Ruff basically has said it's a competition now. And so it's competition between, you know, Colin Miller and, and Nemec and, and – uh, Brendan Smith, I mean, you know, you got you got two two spots because you know Brendan Smith will probably make the team, right? I mean, so yeah, who's, yeah, who's that other? What, what do you think they're going to do? I mean, if Nemec really does seem like he has a legit shot to make this team, from what uh, you know, coaching is saying, uh, yes. which is, a, a, I think, a little crazy. I know uh, it, it, he doesn't look. You know, I feel like we're getting spoiled by Luke Hughes because he steps in and he's boom, he's ready, he's there. Uh, you can't expect that from such a young defenseman with regularity. And I feel like Nemec isn't fully cooked 100%. But I also think that it might be doable where he can grow and learn on the fly because he – and I think we were talking with Bill from, uh, you know, Trap Podcast the other day. He was so high on him and pointed out what great vision – It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> and, yeah, so, you know, and he's absolutely right. He does have that vision. He's got so much upside that, boy, if you could let him develop without burning your ass in games, the upside uh, for him is so good that I think I would give him some games early on to prove that he can do regular season NHL duties without, you know, hurting his team because uh, his upside is very, very high. Oh, man. I mean – I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I agree that with what you're saying, his upside's huge. I just don't know if I would put him into start the season. And but it does then yeah. lead also to a problem. Miller, Miller is a better choice. I, I mean, it I know he hasn't. Choice, right? I know he hasn't played great. Um, but you, first of all, you traded for him, so you went out right. and got this guy. Uh, you brought him in. He's a, a veteran guy. He's kind of learning the system. He does look a little lost sometimes, but I think a veteran guy like that. Um, you know, he'll figure it, it out quicker, right? I think so. And I just have more and, of a, a longer arc towards getting where he's going. Exactly. And I love everything that Nemix brings. And I think he, I, I said it before on the show. I still stand by it. I don't think he should start with the team, but I do think that he deserves to be brought up and given a legit look at sometime in this year. But so I if just you're think, making it Miller starts and he gets, unless he's got problems, you're, you're going to maybe give him the nod. Over I, Nemec I for, would. I would and just put Nemec back down in, in Albany, like you said. He's or Utica. He's not fully cooked yet. I just think he needs to work a little bit more on his defensive game. And you know, I just think right now our defense looks really good, and I don't want to have a hole in it. And I just and maybe Miller will be a hole, and Nemec is the answer. I just think right now I'd feel a little bit safer having the veteran in there. That's yeah, all. it's wise. I mean, what you're saying is, I think probably the safer. The safer call, the safer call to make. Um, let's face it; it is an overall young defense, and aside from goaltending, it's the one area you you worry about a little bit. 
but you know, goaltending, I see Akira Schmidt is having a big upside, but it's an unknown. The defense is young. So yeah. while the preseasons look good, it, I think there's going to be some growing pains along there. Maybe giving that, you know, a little bit more steadier veteran presence that Miller is going to give you compared to Nemec is a good way to at least be the default until you maybe find it uh, that the defense, it's like almost either way. If well, Miller's not working out, let's put Nemec in. And if yeah. he is working out, but he's not doing that, you know, spectacularly, but the defense is overall keeping you in games. Now you can't afford to work Nemec in for some games. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, first quarter, first half of the season. Well, I think uh, tomorrow they should both be in the lineup. So at least they'll, maybe they'll look for that for their final. So watch the game and maybe uh, one of them will kind of show up and make the decision a little easier. But right now I would I would send Nemec back down and I would keep Miller on a little bit of a short leash. He's a veteran, though. He should be able to pick it up. That's right. all. That's all. Makes so, a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Who do you think uh, had the best training camp so far before we wrap it up? I'm going with Kevin Ball. He's shown so much growth. He looks amazing. Remember last year, uh, even as we first entered the playoffs, there was so many question marks around him. If you would have said, is he going to be you know, a regular member of the defense next year? Maybe, hope so. He's got a lot of size. I love it. When they brought him on last year, it was like, oh, no. I wanted this guy to be so good. Mm-hmm. I remember saying literally those words after a few you of did. his games. Like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I really hope he can get it together. Boy, has he turned it around. He looks like a veteran right now. And um, he looks like he knows what he's doing. He bring He's bringing everything they always wanted, that size, that physicality. And he can skate so much better than he was doing last year. I mean, it's amazing. Whatever work he's done in the offseason, um, you know, he's been able to bring his game up and elevate it. That's why I say, like, maybe he has the most dramatically improved preseason. Uh, and then also, like, what it brings to the team. When, what they when they really need it, um, that's that's huge. That's why I'll give him the win on the preseason. It's actually not an easy thing to do because there's a lot of guys who had a great preseason. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Look at the it's been a great yeah. preseason all around, and Ball is probably you're right. The the one that's had the most, uh, at least like with the your own eyes. I mean, you can see it. I mean, it was like it's night and day from where he was to where he is now. And yeah. having a dude that has picked it up that quick with those assets, dude, his size is fucking the reach, he's a bull. The size, absolutely. You know, so yeah, he's going to be huge for this team. So that uh, one hit he threw, uh, who was that on it? Uh, who the hell did he hit? Uh, was uh, it Truba? Uh, no, it was. Oh, uh, uh, was uh, the other one? Um, what the shit was his name? Lindgren. Um, Lindgren. Yeah, Lindgren. he like Tom. basically destroyed Lindgren. That yep. was an amazing hit, uh, and it was like. Wow, he threw some hits last year. Nothing like that. Yeah, Dude, yeah that yeah, was yeah. like a, that's a first what we want to see. That's what yes, we want to I mean, see. When he has that frame and he hits anybody, it's significant. But that was a killer hit, and I'm yeah. like, wow. If this is a look of things to come, this team got way more dangerous to play against. They did, and so that was awesome. It is going to be a lot of fun. So I think we're going to wrap it up for the evening. Uh, so, guys, thank you so much for checking us out. And wherever you're listening to us, give us a positive review, five-star rating, thumbs up. Um, hit us up, unclepuckers at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel for Dan. I'm Chris. We're the Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Puckers out. Let's go, Devils. <laughs>